Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be getting me deep in? Ryan, on this week's show, we discuss a rare win for science, and I am going to nerd out all over your faces with some Dungeons and Dragons talk later in the show. Unsubscribe. (laughs) What about you, Ryan? This week, I make a shameful admission I've become one of those people, and we reformat New Year's resolutions into something that actually work. So let's get into it. I demand a eulogy, Tyler. I want a eulogy. While you're alive? I want a eulogy while I'm alive. It's why do we save eulogies for the dead? Because you're still alive. You're still writing your own story. Eulogies are the story after the act has been done. You're in the middle of the act. Give it to me on an annual basis. Put it out like, you know, one of these Marvel series where there's about, you know, seven hours of shit people don't care about in 15 minutes of a good old punch in the face. I I thought you were referencing something like a weekly review at work. Like, just tell me how I'm doing in life. Give me an update on my performance That is my life. What about a a weekly reader from like elementary school? Do you remember the weekly reader? I do not. Oh boy, you are a terrible student. I am. That would be great. That would be great. Tell me how I did on my last week. Terrible, Ryan. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I listen to these Dateline episodes. Yes, you do. I've got to tell you, sometimes I find myself, I know this is a weird thing to say, envious of the murdered, Tyler. I'm envious of the murdered. Because... (laughs) Because I'm going to do my best to follow you sure, down this road. Sure, It's all going to come together. That's great. That's great. Uh, so you're jealous of just the fact that they are dead and you are alive. No, I don't want to be murdered. It's just I've never heard of one where they shit talk that person. Oh, this is the greatest person that's ever sure. been alive. They're so funny and they're sure. so witty. Look how beautiful they are. They're, here's one time that they helped an old lady across the street. Nobody says that shit about me. And I'm alive as fuck, Tyler. I demand a eulogy. Yeah, but when's the last time you helped somebody across the street? Are we still Old doing that? Old lady or anybody. Are we still doing that? Well, like, stranger danger is a I, thing. I guarantee you there's an app that does that at this point. I, I did see, uh, fi- be my eyes, or I was going to say find my eyes, but I don't think I could be part of that <laughs> That's society. a different app. I can't come over, sir. I, I can't do this for you. I would love to. <laughs> That's actually perfect that you bring that up because we're going to be getting into body parts later in the show. Should we talk about some of the pictures that are ER doctor brother has sent us over the years? Well, primarily sent you because you are afflicted by gruesome photos, I'm gruesome s- I'm squeamish. imagery more than than anybody else in the family. And maybe that's something that you could mention in my eulogy, Tyler. That you were a sissy? I'm, oh, he was a sissy boy. We call it an empath. That's how we feel better about it. I, I'm not a sissy. Em- I just, I feel everything. Empath it's- is detecting emotions off of somebody who's still alive. It has nothing to do with how you feel in the moment when you see a severed thumb. I can feel it in my thumb. <laughs> Tell me that's not an empath, you son of a that bitch. That is not an empath. Mention that in my eulogy. Mention that in my eulogy because it's something that makes me special. <laughs> and here's the thing. Nobody ever mentions anything that makes me special now except for the stuff that sucks. This All is- I hear about is the stuff that's weird. I just want to point out that this is just as bad as your true cr- crime take of people coming into your shower and leaving their own individual <laughs> pubic hairs as a form of true crime against you. I have never you. seen that hair in my life. <laughs> 
It was brilliant because it made no sense. Like, throw mama from the train. Nonetheless, I think we're saving eulogies for the dead. All of a sudden, Richard Nixon dies, and he's this great ambassador for the country. Uh, give me my eulogy now. It's your final birthday. Everybody gets theirs on their birthday. It's your final birthday, so of course you're going to go out. Have you ever seen a fireworks show? You save your best for last, no, man. No, I don't want the payments. I want one lump sum, Tyler. Give it to me now. It's my money, and I need cash now. They're not bangers yet. <laughs> my name is Ryan. <laughs> and my name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. Me, hombres, and me, mujeres. Uh, Tyler, what Nailed is, it. I, I'm an international man of mystery, Tyler. Welcome to Miami. The mystery is, is how are we still doing What this? the hell did he just say? <laughs> what was that? Tyler, how are you, my friend? Good, buddy. Good. My identity is currently in the midst of being stolen, Ryan. By, oh, that's correct, Tyler. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just told you two minutes hey, ago. Tyler, your, your problems <laughs> just go in one Holy ear. Holy shit, man. Yeah, listen, I got my own shit going on. Welcome to another Those I'm Guys I'm more worried about you than anything else. I'm not even upset. I'm glad that we're now both worried about me because my identity is being stolen by dementia. Sure. So, sure. Tyler, we need to get into the show. Your, your, your bank account being drained apart from what we got going my on. My bank here. account is being oh, drained. Shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm selling off your social security number one by one. So, uh, uh, I had mentioned in the intro that I wanted to revamp New Year's resolutions. Are you a New Year's resolution kind of dude? A New Year's resolution person? No, I am not. I am not. Because first, it doesn't matter what day of the year that it is. If you're going to set a re resolution, just sure. do it. And B, uh, up until recently, I have been known to... Um, how I how should I say uh, quit my New Year's resolution? Uh, sometimes while well, it's still New Year's. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I did, fall out quickly. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. I, uh, I I I've never been a New Year's resolution kind of guy either because it just seems a little bit gimmicky. Like you said, if sure. you if you want to do something, just go ahead and do it. You don't have to wait until that day. But if we were going to use it, okay. So maybe one way that we we could revamp it is it doesn't have to be New Year's. It could be any day resolution. So we'll sure. call it any day resolution. Perhaps I could turn this into a segment. So I really like it. I want to get better. That's what the show is about: is getting better while making pee pee jokes. So very true. I have a New Year's, or excuse me, I have an August twenty seventh resolution. Tyler, are you ready for it? I am. I need to be clearer moving forward when hanging up the phone. I need to be clear hanging up the phone, especially in business settings. I find my goodbye getting off the phone is dragged out, just waiting, like kind of like, uh, okay, yeah, yep, yep, you're the best. Okay, you too, yep, mm -hmm. goodbye, mm -hmm. goodbye. Like, you know, you, you don't want to be rude and hang up on them. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Mommy. And, and I am so bad at it. And I have recognized that I am awkward AF. And I, I that is my resolution to just be swift, decisive, and just end with the love you. Just Fuck go, you, <laughs> motherfucker. I don't need your business. So that's it. That is my New Year's resolution. It'll really help me. And that's a good one because. I'm awkward, dude. Because, well, I mean, yes. Yeah, I, I, I agree. But only when you're being businesslike. 
Well, thank you so much. I am Ryan Robot Businessman. Thank you so much. He's waving his arms up and down not for the audio a, audience. Not unlike a robot. That, his, that, that a robot would do, although I feel like that's very stereotypical and a robot had one be here. Oh, it might would be get- very offended, <laughs> Ryan. Uh, the toaster would like to talk to you. <laughs> Well, and here's the thing. I, I spent so much of my life trying to be what I thought was the epitome of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I let that go piece by piece, it's very painful because I'm finding out I am a dork. I am very awkward and uncomfortable and sinking into that is okay, but it's not. I would rather just stay cool. I, I, I was hoping to find a cooler person underneath, like a turducken. <laughs> But it's all according to your definition of cool. The person that you're finding underneath just could be as cool if you defined it as such. Uh, Our now, definition of cool is just, it depends on us. If you ever heard me hanging up a phone in a business setting, I try setting, not to. you'd be like, no. I try not to. Sometimes like business Ryan says something and I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Nobody says that. What is that? Get over here. Get over here. We need to talk. I, I could send the most basic email and just, I stare at it for like 20 minutes being like, is this what regular people say? Sure. And sure. Um, the last thing I'll say about business is all emails need to be eradicated. We got to stop with the emails. No, I prefer them. They're so disconnected and they're just so to answer them at your own sure. will, your own. You could be as willy nilly with emails as you as you can be. <laughs> it's putting a digital message in a bottle and throwing it into exactly. the digital ocean. Sure. I, I, it's the problem with emails is it's like laundry. There is no end. It will, you will never beat the laundry. It's a consistent uh, issue in our lives. Yes, I agree. How about how about we say no more laundry? I like how you're <laughs> going with this, Tyler. <laughs> Nude societies make me happy. And we'll talk about it on Depression Index. Nude societies make me happy. Nude societies make me happy. Has, no there, one has there ever been a fully nude society uh, before now? Communities, but not societies. Really? Yeah. Uh, I love you freaky deaky weirdos. <laughs> what the depression <laughs> index is, is a machine that I built while fully nude. And we crank it up every week just to let you know how down we are, Tyler. He made me watch. What's wrong with your stupid human brain? <laughs> Oh, today? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've just, I've been in this really weird place of unmooring, like I talk about every day. Because you're a kook. Falling over the life, the lifeboat, and I'm just taken by the waves, sure. right? Yeah, there is no such thing as reality, so just go with it, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for this week's Depression Index, I am actually going to talk about something totally different. I am talking about changing our perspective on how we give back to others. And giving back can be so easy. And two examples I thought of was A. Wait, can I ask you before yes. you give your two examples? Of course. Why the fuck would I want to give back? Give back to who? Nobody's ever done anything for me. Why am I giving back? First of all, it's to whom? That's me giving back I'll to you. I'll punch your fucking face <laughs> off. You want to do this, dude? <laughs> Why really. would I want to give back? I, I think. It makes you feel good, but Ryan. It, it's, okay, you're doing it selfishly. You're doing it for yourself. <laughs> Why not? Why not? If you're doing good in the world, why does it matter your reason for doing because so? Because your reason for doing good should be to do good. Wait. What? I don't know. I feel guilty doing it for selfish reasons, but so many people hear this and it's a buzzword, much like awareness or meditation or any of that shit. People think like, yeah, of course, do good, but come on. Why? Who's out there going and, and volunteering their time? Nobody's why doing that are shit. you deep? Well, first of all, if you're saying nobody's going out there volunteering your time, I'm you're, not saying you're that. closing your eyes and shutting your ears. And second of all, why are you labeling that good feeling of doing it for others as selfish? 
Why are you immediately making it a negative feeling? These aren't my opinions. I'm just holding them for a friend. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's not my magazine. Just because you get good feelings from helping others and doing good doesn't make it selfish. Well, it feels like <laughs> it to me. Well, and that... That right there is the key phrase. I'm just, I'm playing the other side of this where I think most people wouldn't word it the way that I'm wording it, but I think somewhere in people's brains are like, oh, come on, bro. Stop virtue signaling. Like, whatever. Is that what most people would think? Or do you think that's what you think most people think? That's what think? they look like through my prism. I'll tell you that. So anyway, please give me your two examples. I just wanted to hit the ball back and forth with you. My two examples was A, a friend asked you to help them move. You know, just, hey, I'm moving to a new apartment. Can you help me this Saturday? You, I know it sucks to give up a Saturday, but you're helping your friend. And it's a very easy way just to break your own leg. Giving break. I know this sounds crazy. Not by the knee. Break your own leg. But go ahead. Okay. And then second example from <laughs> Tyler is, is I'm so sorry. when you when you're driving on the street and there's a homeless person passing by your window. Break his that, leg. If that Stop, stop. I, I, I will. Person, You're right. Please. You're right. This is not. And if that thought comes to the forefront of your mind, which can be kind of common, I've heard it plenty of times before. If I give this person money, they're just going to go buy drugs. That's, that's all I ever They're hear. just going to go buy alcohol. You're the one making that decision. Sure. You don't know what they're doing with their money. And second of all, if that person is standing in front of you, they have obviously been eating. Sure. So they have to buy food at some time. You can eat crack. I mean, you can. <laughs> I wouldn't suggest it's it. It's not going to do you very well, good. I will tell you this. And I, you know me, here's my virtue signaling. I keep a little envelope of money in my car for this exact situation, mm -hmm. which I feel like is happening less and less. I, I don't know if that's true or not. I feel like I'm encountering I, less homeless people. I've taken it out. It's been a while. I mean, God willing. I mean, that would sure. be genuinely a great thing. Or or the, the police are moving them elsewhere. You know what I mean? So it could be bad as well. Oh, yeah. That's true. So here's the... You, no, no, you no. You eternal that, optimist. No. You're so cute. No, you, you just... It just dawned, cotton candy clouds. You just dawned, it just dawned on me. Yeah. That could be totally what's happening. They're dead. That's so depressing. So, good for you for cheering for it. No, but here's Soylent the thing. green. When I give them the money, I've had so many people sitting in my passenger seat that like go that route that you're talking about. I've mm -hmm. had this conversation with my son, with many people. And the idea is, hey, I'm not giving them this money for them. I'm giving this money for me. We are so lucky that we have the ability to even give a couple of dollars. Sure. And I think it's our responsibility to do so. Mm -hmm. And and this makes me feel great. And it's a very easy way very, to very get easy. back. Literally, you They'll can come give, to you. You can give a dollar <laughs> and you're literally sitting in your car. Well, remember that time... Boy, I am, I'm shooting virtue signals out of my butt. Go for it. That we went and brought the bags of supplies sure. to homeless people. Sure. Yeah. It's very scary. Yeah, it That's is. very scary because you're is. assuming this person is homeless and not just really on the fringe of fashion. Agreed. I have had that happen to me before. Yeah. Once. Oh, I recall. Oh, really? Which one are you thinking of? Oh, well, when we were doing that, somebody's like, I'm good, bro. Like, uh, I don't need that, blah, blah, blah. You were the most fearless when we went and did that. Uh, I thought RJ had some of that in him. Yeah, you're, you're kids sad. are stupid. I, I saw a woman, a, a very clearly a homeless woman, walking down the side of the street, uh, talking to herself. Sure. Which is the one part of it that I totally understood. Stimulating. And I parked uh, close to where she was headed, and she was barefoot. And I was wearing sandals at the time, and I took them off and, and offered it to her. And she was, you know, sitting at the bus stop at wow. that point. And I offered, oh, Jesus. It, I offered it to her and she's like, she's like, I have, I have. 
And I was like, I was like, ma'am, you're not wearing any shoes, please. And she like yelled at me. She's like, I have. Wow. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, I, I understand and walked away. And it was on the side of the road, a busy road. And as I'm walking away, I'm like, all these fucking people are staring at me. All these but people you know are what? judging me. But you know what? Awesome move. But it's also, these people are driving by on the road. They're not paying attention Nobody to me. Nobody gives a shit. And if they see me, it's for a split fucking second. The bitter pill of life. Nobody cares about you. <laughs> that's right. So where are you at this week, Tyler? Ryan. Oh, that's right. We're doing Depression yeah, Index. We're on a podcast, right. Okay. <laughs> Ryan. Yo. This week, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm middle of the road. I'm at a five. All right. Spin One, that. two, three, four, five. It's, we haven't described it in a long time. It's made of human body parts. Get it up. Wait, I just dropped that in there. Too concise? Good. I think that might have been too concise. God, man. Tyler, <clears throat> I've never mentioned this on this show, but I used to be a cheater mm -hmm. in relationships and in life, but I, I'm specifically talking about relationships right now. We've talked about it many times. Oh, have we? Mm -hmm. I don't recall. Now, I always thought that, I, I guess just because I went through such extreme relationships and such insanity with those relationships that just... You know, you get into that habit of relationships. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I have gone through a lot of life changes, kind of going through like what you're describing. And uh, I think the Menendez family really starts maturing somewhere in their early 30s. So, you know, like what you're going through, Michael went through, I went through, and now you seem to be kind of going through. Yeah, you get perspective. Sure. Yeah. I always thought that the way that resentment would build up in a relationship is if you do something just really dastardly and you just really break that person. You know what I mean? I, if I could, to be more simplified, that just cheating on somebody, as long as you don't cheat on somebody, everything is fine. You'll be able to operate and do your thing. Mm. You, in, in what I'm learning now as I get older and I experience relationships in a different way, and that's just not part of my life. It's not part of my thinking, is that I think that resentment can build up in a multitude of ways. It can be little tiny things. Brothers, uh, sometimes it's huge things where somebody dies and all of a sudden you're fighting over the estate or somebody marries somebody that Ugh. the family doesn't like. Sure. Resentment can build up immediately over big explosions. And they can also build up over little tiny things. What you hold on to can be nothing at this time. It can build into a mountain just by building and building and building on those things. What's your What's your take on that? I think those are the most dangerous scenarios in my own opinion because the big ones are really easy to acknowledge. Sure. As you said, those examples you gave- I'm so mad at you right now. I am suffering yeah. right now. Right. It's the small ones. It's the ones that it's are- the eye rolling. So, uh, so easy to ignore. The ones that you can push aside and not think anything about. You know how many times I've heard couples say, oh, we don't fight. No, 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 no. What you're doing is you're pushing shit down. Sure, it makes and it ignoring. Life gets better when you do that. And yeah, if you don't talk about the little things, they build. It's a, a mountain out of a molehill, if you will. Okay. And, and resentment is not impossible, <clears throat> but really, really difficult to get rid of as it builds. You have to be aware of it, and that can be really difficult. Absolutely. And so what's the answer? What do you do? Do you, Are you saying the best thing to do is head it off at the pass, or... What's, what? Well, that's definitely if you can if you can do that and acknowledge it sure. as it's building and work on that. Yes, that is absolutely number one step. But be open to the idea that I heard somebody say yesterday that was wow, really eye opening for me. She said in this in this thing, she said, "I think I'm really I think I'm really in touch with who I am." But I've had people tell me uh, time and time again, 
I don't think you realize you're doing the things that you're doing. Like yeah. you behave in a way where you just don't, you don't realize I it. I would say. And being open, to, I, all I was going to say is being open to that on for all of us. Uh, off the top of my head, I would say that is a widespread situation, including myself, where I, for the first time in my life, am challenging the idea of that I know what's going on and that my perception of what just happened here is exactly what it is. So all I'm really doing is calling to the forefront this idea of pay attention to your thoughts. Where are you going with this? Is this thing forming like a stalactite that could come in between you and something that's important to you? It doesn't mm -hmm. just have to be uh, you know, romantic relationships, uh, personal relationships. It could be with something in your life. Pay attention to what you're thinking. Think about what you're thinking. This week, I am at a two. I, I'm feeling actually really good, man. Nice. You one, two. Make those two spins hurt. than you. Make them hurt. An extra one for savings. Tyler, let's do shameful admissions. Yay. That one always gets me. I don't know what you're talking about. It always about. gets me. Now, I know we probably don't need to do this, Tyler, but please tell the people what shameful admissions is. It's shameful admissions, I people. understand. We admit to our shames yeah, from our life, things that we do in our lives that, you know, they don't always bring us shame, but we acknowledge that maybe they should. This is a weird <laughs> thing that I, it, this shame that I have here, I, I'm unfurling a scroll mm -hmm. filled with my shames, mm -hmm. and it goes down, it bounced on the floor and is going in the opposite direction. And he's been writing it with a quill for some sure, reason. Very sure. strange. A feather pen. Now, Tyler, are you ready to do, do you want to do yours first or second? I will go first. Go ahead, Tyler. You always go first. You go first. This one's a bit real, Ryan. This one's a bit real. Oh, shit. No, no, nothing like that. Woo! I am changing, Ryan, growing from just a pup into a mighty wolf. With that growth comes certain changes of what we want in life, which is just growing up. Sure. Your, and, your taste change. And the awareness therein. My shameful admission for this week is the cleanliness of my surroundings. Now, I have gotten really good at picking up after myself in the common areas. Any area that I, like the kitchen, any area that I go into, I try to Very good. keep it the way that it was as I walked in, if not better. But in my own personal room, my bedroom, if you will, that's where I keep my bed. That's what people call it, sure. That's we'll where, allow where it. I keep my bed. Uh-huh. Um, I your safety place. It's a bit my safety place. It's a bit, it's a bit uh, dirty. It's messy. It's there's stuff everywhere. And as I grow, I have evolved from into cleaning the common areas, as I just said. Sure. And now I'm noticing just little by little, my bedroom is getting slightly cleaner. I thought I heard a vacuum in there. A the little day. day. Did I? You heard wrong. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> just shooting for the moon and I, I overshot. You overshot. Sorry That's about baby that. Stuff, uh -huh. Baby stuff, uh baby. -huh. And, and yeah, that is my, uh, my growth that I am seeing where my, the cleanliness of my room, it almost seems is tied to the growth of my mental state. I, I've, I've always been a generally clean person. I'm not, I'm not a neat freak in those terms, but you can chart where I have been mentally in my life mm -hmm. based upon my surroundings, my house at the time. Definitely. Whatever the situation was, it's as cluttered as my mind was, 
there was my house. So there is some shame in my bedroom and how clean it is or lack thereof. And I got I, shame in my bedroom. I, uh, for different reasons. Clean as hell. I, uh, I wouldn't say that. It's just not the messy. bedroom. No, the bedroom, the bedroom. <laughs> I, um, my, my shame is revolved around the cleanliness in my room. And I even cle- keep my door closed sure. because of how messy it is. And that is me literally hiding my shame yeah. away, yeah. you know? So it's, but the, the awareness in that and the growth therein is where I'm headed. I love it, man. Hang so. in there and just keep working. Shameful admission, Ryan. I don't think that goes there. All right, Tyler. There are people that you just generally, based on principle alone, don't like. A group of people. And I don't I don't mean black people. That's inappropriate. I don't mean that. I'm saying I just you shouldn't love or dislike somebody based on the color of their skin. Why did you specify black people? It's a hot button issue in the country, Tyler. I I love black people. I'm saying you shouldn't do that. I'm talking about people who like something or dislike something, whether you're in, you look like you're stuck. It's, it, it's, it's weird what I, you're doing, but I'm trying, I'm staying silent and I'm waiting to see where you go because you've surprised me what, in the past. I'm saying don't do that. <laughs> I, I, I'm not allowed to speak out against racism now. <laughs> racism as a whole, yes. It's just weird when you say specifically black people. <laughs> Why? Okay, okay like sorry. People are literally being violent to Asian people in the country. Why did you specify just black people? Don't do that either. <laughs> I agree. Don't, don't, okay, fine. Please continue. Okay, fine. I derailed your whole thing. I, I'm just confused while you're stuck. I'm saying don't do that. So nonetheless. You're absolutely Now right. I'm shook, Tyler. Those guys you hate is against racism we don't, and violence. We don't like it. <laughs> Be, I'm, we're racist against racist. How about that? Sure, sure. Not but, how that works, but I like it. We hate them. <laughs> so, man, you've really- I did, I did. Ruined I did, this whole thing. I did you a disservice. You seem racist. Now, here's the thing. Like, if somebody is a- uh, iPhone guy sure, or a Android Android guy. So now it's like, oh, you know, you guys with your green text, you're such nerds, blah, blah, blah. Don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I, I do hate watching a little tiny movie, though. I will be honest. That's inconvenient for everybody in the group text. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's, that's not it. But I've always hated. Are you arguing against your point because of tiny videos and, you know, and I, phones? <laughs> yes, I am arguing against my own point. All right, all right. I'm talking about air fryer people, Tyler. Do you know how air fryers have made their way onto the scene and everybody is just so effing proud that they own an air fryer? Like, oh, you're using a microwave. What a stupid idiot. What about air fryer people is a real people. You're you're nodding your head in a way that I feel like you don't believe me. No, no, I'm nodding my head in the way that you just portrayed all air fryer all people all and you gave them that voice for whatever Ooh, reason. I got an air fryer. And I can already see where this is building to because we have an air fryer in our house. I'm an air fryer person, uh, Tyler. I thought you Shameful were just- admission. I'm an air fryer person. And here's the thing. I thought you were going to just start attacking your girlfriend who's who, I might. who owns it. I might. Mm-hmm. No, here's the thing. I am not unlike Edward Norton in American History X. You I, curb stomped again? I have been locked in a, a cell with what I hate the most. And the other day, I put ribs inside what I hate the most, and it came out in such a splendid fashion. Really? I am an air fryer guy. Oh. It caramelized the barbecue. I won't turn. Oh, my God. It was incredible, bro. Oh, my God. It was candied meat. I'm an air fryer guy. I'm ashamed of it. Everybody go out and buy an air fryer. If you're using a microwave, you're a jackass. You know, this shameful admission, we're supposed to support each other, but I'm judging the shit out of you. Tyler, I'm an air fryer guy. I don't (laughs) give a shit. Let's, uh, I'm sure we're going kind of long here. Are we nizzent? No, not really. We're at 36, uh, 30 right now. Oh, really? Not bad at all. With pregame? With pregame. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Time is flying by slowly. Is that how, is that how that works? Slipping, slipping, slipping. Let's do Ryan's Vault of Sound. 
Ryan's Vault of Sound. I just said that. Tyler, I asked you to do a little bit of homework and for you to record something because they have made an audio recording. Mm -hmm. It's like something you could see with your ears of a black hole, Tyler. Do you know how they made this recording? Because I've done no sort of research for this. Yes. Well, as you know, sound does not travel through space. Are you aware of this? Because there's no oxygen to pass the the vibration? It's not oxygen, but there's no, it's a vacuum. Okay. But everybody says sound does not travel through space. That's actually not true. As I just said, sound does not travel through a vacuum. The way that this happened is that through the pressure, I believe, of the black hole forming, it pushed gas, gases of the nearby galaxies towards us, which carried, carried the, the sound. sound. So if you and I were both in orbit and we were outside the, you know, the international Spain station and I had a bucket and a wrench and I was hitting the thing with the wrench. You couldn't hear it. Not as I wouldn't hear a sound. That is freaky deaky weirdo, Tyler. Yeah. That's why they say nobody. I, I don't like it. We're here. You hear you knock that off. I don't like that. Hear you hear you knock it off space. Knock it off. I, I just, whoever's in charge of that flip that switch. Cause I don't like it. Gonna have to take it up with God. It's against, God, it's against <laughs> God, Tyler. Uh, that is so crazy to put it in that kind of context. Yeah. Okay. So they used the gases to transport the vibrations that are sound. We recorded it here on earth. It's recorded here on earth. Wow. It's taken in as I believe like a type of sonar, but the, the octaves are so unbelievably low that they have to use technology to bring them up so we can even hear them. So we're still not even hearing the actual sound. Oh, not, no, 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 no. It's just a representation Your head would explode. of it. Well, yeah, you'd be near a black hole and you'd be, uh, uh, what's that called? Spaghettification. Well, let's go ahead. Let's play the sound. And then after that, let's get into the idea that I don't understand black holes. You're doing terrible so far. Yes, I am. Okay. Sorry, I'm having trouble locating it. Do you want to put it in tomorrow? Yeah, do you mind? I, no, I, I don't know good. where it went. I, I, I remember hearing it. So that, Ryan, is the sound of the black hole. You didn't play anything, Tyler. I know. I can't find the sound. We, <laughs> I will not lie to our audience, but we have both heard it. And you know what I recall thinking when I heard it the first? I, I mean, you can't even fuck up, right, Tyler? <laughs> I don't know how to make mistakes correctly. Uh, there it is. Wait, let's listen to this for a minute. It's like a like a cosmic siren song. Like I feel like that's that's yeah, but leading me away from wherever that's coming from. You think so? Oh, I'm not drawn to that. Are you kidding me? It sounds like a beast, a a, a gargantuan monster, which. It, it is. is. Sure. It is. I don't know. There's something vaguely beautiful about that. Well, go kiss it if you love it so much. <laughs> Why don't you two get married? All right, Tyler, we don't have a lot. Well, you and I both have uh, a lot of uh, things going on today, and we have to be out here. So just very quickly, explain to me what a black hole is. A black hole is a star that has collapsed in on itself. So stars, how they, are, how they operate is they pull hydrogen down into the center through gravity, Gra extreme gravity. And there's so much gravity that the hydrogen atoms combine it sounded painful to form hydrogen, okay. which then shoots back up to the surface. And it just as, keeps, as fire keeps doing that. So as it's like as plasma. It's Oh, that's not even fire. No, that's plasma. it's totally different. A state of matter. And it weird. And as that energy dissipates over the billions of years, it can't produce the energy to sustain such 
gravity. Because it runs out of hydrogen? We may be in the weeds here. No, no, that's okay. It's literally burning the energy off. Everything right. dies. Shh. Everything does. What? <laughs> Mom? Eventually, she's going to die. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! Mommy! <laughs> and so when it doesn't have the energy to sustain itself anymore, it collapses in on wow. itself. How about the gravity that? is so great that it just... The black black holes are one of the single smallest things in the universe. The the pinpoint of a black hole because it's all the gravity that goes down to less than an atom of a size of a pinpoint. And it what turns the the universe inside out? We don't know. We it's don't like, know it, what's it's in like there. Prolapsing the universe. Pretty much. Wow. It's so strong. I'm sure everybody's heard it's so strong. Light cannot escape it. That's why I don't know what that means. That's, that's my thing. I don't know what that means. <laughs> that's because we that's why we can't see an actual black hole. There's no light coming. Can you play that one more time? Of course. Uh, on, on time, this not not in seven minutes, but right now or no, I don't wanna. Oh. Whatever you just said. This, and I understand every word I think that you just used, and I don't understand. I'm not doing shit. No, no, that's okay. It's the way that my mind's not set up for math. I don't understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. What's on the other side of that? Is that... No, our, our, our most intelligent brains of our species cannot Look what it did to you. Stephen Hawking. What did it do to Stephen Hawking? You mean the first thing or the second thing? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, uh, we're going to have to erase that. That's mean. So... <laughs> That sounds... I mean, he's dead. Who cares? He doesn't care. And where were you on August 27th, black hole? Uh, it sounds very black holy. That's what I would think that a black hole sounds like. And Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's as black holy as you could possibly. I would imagine that sound... Remember those images that were just released by the Webb telescope? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I imagine that sound playing in the background. Like elevator music. Some version of like the sound that must be made when these... Think of two black holes colliding and meeting each other two sure. solar systems colliding let's do that i i think that's the end of this next phase of marvel movies black holes colliding sure <laughs> sure look that up on the internet we'll be right back and uh don't look that up on the internet black holes colliding.com you saved it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i i realized i was too vague What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now, I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it, but part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up! So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me, and they have let me know that they want to be a kook too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. you got to put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? So what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like me. Thoseguysyouhate.com. Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you could sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. Beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens, or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You can sign up and get the book for free, and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership, and you don't get beat on the deal. You know you won't because you're lazy. That's why you haven't moved out of your parents' house. We love you. Thank you for supporting those guys you hate. And let's get back to the show.
these guys. We just understand advertising so much better that you can't prove it. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah. You're all done. Is that what that that hand waving like that? I'm is? all done. I figured we'd do a silent uh, connection, communication sort of thing, and you fucked it. Up. I like this when we do silent connection. I think this is good. You hate. I think this is good that we can kind of communicate with one another without the the audience knowing. Ending each other's sandwiches. Correct. So you're all done. All done. Silently. Now I know that. Those guys you hate. Now it's sure. Positive. No takesies, backsies? Well, there's always takesies, backsies if necessary. And we're takesies, backsies. Mm-hmm. Tyler, welcome back from the break. Did you learn anything interesting while you were out there living in the big, scary world? You mean over the break? Yeah. I was just on the internet. I mean, if there's a bigger, scarier place, I'm not aware of it, but you've run this into the ground. <laughs> Sorry like, about that. You know, yeah, no. I wasn't okay. ready for no, it. No, 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 no. I'm glad that we tied our boats together. Our chemistry is great. <laughs> Let's do the book next. Tyler, what is a weekly book nook? A weekly book nook is a segment we don't do weekly and is very rarely about a book where Ryan and I review entertainment mediums that we are bringing in, whether they be, I mean, really, it could be anything. Aptly Aptly named. It could be anything. I did a bath bomb once. Tyler, what are you reviewing this week? And he hated it. It was trash. (laughs) It just floated in the the tub like a piece of poop. There's an ever so slight walk we have to take to get to my answer. So please, if you will, Take this trek with me, Ryan. Now, as you know, I have been on a Dungeons and Dragons tip for a bit now. And one of the pieces yeah, it's of annoying. entertainment, I you just don't have an imagination. It's That's annoying. Why. If you have an ogre in your movie, I'm out. <laughs> and one of the pieces of entertainment I've been taking in, as you've seen on my big ass computer screen, is called Critical Role. It is a group of voice actors, friends who get together and weekly play their campaign of D&D and uh, show it to the world. Sure. Listen to this success story, Ryan. Talk to me. They shopped their show around. Not them doing the show. They actually have an animated show they wanted to make based on their characters from their game. It is called The Legend of Vox Machina. That's what they call themselves. And they shopped it around to all the different streaming services. And no one would bite. So they did what any desperate person would do. You go- Only fans. You get- you do what most most desperate people would do, and you go to Kickstarter, Ryan. Okay. You do Kickstarter. Sure, I'm familiar. For anybody who might not, tell them what Kickstarter it's is. It's a website where you're publicly and digitally begging, and everybody makes fun of you. <laughs> That's true. Buy your own heart, That's okay? Actually I can't true. be buying hearts for everybody. That's true. You put your idea up there, and that could be funded by the public. Digital panhandling. <laughs> It's actually accurate. Get off my curb. It's accurate. There's some really funny and famous uh, failures in, in the history of that website. But nevertheless- We, we can reveal. Nevertheless, uh, they were saying for one episode, a 22 minute long episode to show you guys what we can do, we're going to need $750,000 to get everything together. For what kind of, how many episodes? For one, a single episode. One episode is going to be how much? $750,000. Hey, Vox Machina, clean up your system. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I, I mean, I bet the catering table is out of control. Uh, I mean, apparently animated things are hard to, are, are expensive. What are these, Egyptian plums? <laughs> Who the fuck are you? You're really situated on this on this table yeah, of freaking food. King that Louis exist. the Fourteenth lives here. Anyway, I'm sorry about that. They asked for. They said we're going to need seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. They didn't know how long this raising of funds would take, so they set the the deadline for forty five days. 
In the first 24 hours, they raised $1 million. If you get a herd of nerds together, they're a powerful people. Very powerful. I mean, they can move mountains. (laughs) They ended the campaign with over $11 million. That's a long episode. They did (laughs) 12 episodes. And I'm not going to say you need to like D&D for this, but you do need to like fantasy. No, thank you. It is an adult series with gore it's blood it's sex there are dicks and vaginas there is time. there is everything Demon dicks Get you on could, you you could want troll dicks specifically oh tricks and it is such an excellently told story you can find it on amazon prime it is called the legend of vox machina they said they went with amazon because it allowed them uh the most freedom sure people wanted to take creative rights away from them absolutely and uh hard and to be an artist i highly Highly recommend for anybody that likes fantasy. Do not show it to your kids. It is not for children. Before they're going to bed, just put them in the put right, them to bed. Put them right in the daddy. What's a troll dick? <laughs> and it is. It, it's an excellently told story. Cool. Maybe I'll check so, it out. And it is a hell of, as I said, success story for these guys. Good like, on I, you. I couldn't be happier for just a group of friends. It's how I feel about Libertard, which is a group of friends all doing a podcast over the last fifteen to twenty years. The way that they've risen from a little AM radio show before the internet even existed over here, all the way to a a conglomerate, this big giant business in and of itself, it's cool to see. And also, I feel a little proprietary. I don't like it when people like my things. You know what I mean? He's mine. I was here before it was cool. (laughs) All right, Tyler, uh, on my weekly book nook, I am actually, for the second week in a row, doing a book. I, I reviewed... Living Untethered, which is the follow-up to The Untethered Soul. And I was a bit reductive. I, I just talked. I went for the joke. And and that's, this is. Isn't that what the book's about? I, me going for the joke? That's the way I interpreted it. No, it is such a microcosm of the way that I handled this show, where there's something that truly means something to me. Mm. And I just lambasted it because I just, it's the way my mind works. I, I'm more interested in entertaining than being vulnerable. So I will say this about that book very quickly. It literally gives you the physical actions to do once you've trained yourself to feel these things in your body. Mm. And it's very helpful. Sure, he ripped off two things that I care about very much. But nonetheless, the book is worth checking out. You can't say that. And you got to get a a voice actor. You can't do it yourself. You're like 100 years old. That I kind of agree with. Weekly book. This week, I I don't even remember when I put this on the library app, but my my, uh, reservation for the book just came in. Mm -hmm. So I'm listening to it. Mm -hmm. Digital Fortress by Dan... Brown. So good. You want to talk about a voice actor. This so guy good. is on fire. Mm-hmm. This is a Dan Brown book that pre-exists uh, the, the Da Vinci, da Vinci Code, Code yeah. or Angels and Demons, yep. those Robert Langdon series. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I think that the main character in this, David Becker, is the precursor to Langdon, to Robert Langdon. I lost his name. I forgive me. It's I, uh, Langdon Robert Langdon to you, Langdon Robert, you if you're bitch. looking at a file at his dentist office. So that I remember being in a very, uh, let's call it a vulnerable time in me learning how much I'm loving to read. Uh-huh. And I remember reading that book and being like, damn, it's a, it is, this is good. It, it's a book where it is based off of, you know, it, it, it's, it's one of the Dan Brown hallmarks where he takes something like multi-key encryptions and all of this digital information mm-hmm. that I have no mind for. Not only does my mind not work in those ways, but also I don't care about that sure. at all. 
and he explains it where somebody as simple as me can understand it. It's an incredible book, and I would recommend it for anybody. Audiobook, regular book, it's killer. It's not the perfection of, you know, the Da Vinci Code or Origin or any mm. of his later books because it's so early, but it's still, you can see there's something very special about this guy. Well, I think instead of the art, which he does with the later books, I think it's all the numbers, the simplicity of how he brings it all together Absolutely. at the end of the book, which is really awesome. Well, in this one, much like all of his other books, it is a fictional story on the outside, but it is all real factual data on the inside. Mm. When this book came out, people didn't know what the NSA was. 3% of America knew what the NSA was. Oh, I, wow. I would imagine that, that that number is up. You mean those spies? Those, yeah. those crooks? Yeah. Steve, we know about you. I player. know you're listening to me right now, Steve. I love that hat, though. Uh, I will tell you that it is, they just, they break off information inside the book that is real life information that is so simplified and so beautiful and so well written. I highly recommend it. That's what I think one of his greatest talents is, is on top of the writing. It's, it's really is a particular skill taking something complex and breaking it down for the layman like you or me. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, like where yeah, they yeah. take black matter or excuse me, antimatter or whatever that was. In Racist. Each other, please stop doing this to me. I'm begging you. <laughs> I'm begging you to stop doing this. I can't tell you're being serious. Gray matter, whatever it is. Uh, And they explain something so intricate in a way that you can explain it. That's Weekly Book Notes. And keeping it interesting. Very much so. It's a a movie in your mind that I can only hear. (laughs) Tyler... I'm glad you said it first. It's like, you know when they would all It's like a movie that I can't see. (laughs) Sounds great. I don't fucking know. It's like when the family would all crowd around the radio and listen to Orson Welles. Tyler, let's do your Hallmark bi-weekly segment for my bi-sexual guy. I don't, I got caught up in the air. This actually was kind of funny. Let's do good, bad, and the interesting. Ryan. Yes, sir. Our good, I'm just going to jump right in. Good, bad, and the interesting is where I take three news stories and where I tell you a good one, a bad one, and something that I find interesting. And for our good this week, Ryan. Uh huh. I like turtles. I'm going to go ahead and talk about the win for science everywhere. The White House has updated its policy on federally funded research and is going forward saying if it is federally funded, it must be supplied to the public for free. Say that to me again. So think of explain that. Think of actually. all the different departments, like the Department of of Defense, of DARPA. Of so I get nukes, is what you're saying? No, you don't get nukes. Okay. You don't get nukes. Well, I'm already against this, but go ahead. But federally funded scientific research, which is not obviously classified, as you said, with nukes or whatever, is now right now. If you want to get your hands on that, you have to go through a third party and pay for it. Wait, if I want to get my hands on what? On federally funded scientific research. So if science has been discovered federally, that means our taxes sure. have paid for it. Okay. And to get your hands on it now, you have to go through a third party of business and pay for it again. I, I'm sorry that I need this, but again, you're the science guy. I'm the I'm the man of the people. Can you give me something tangible? Like what would I be buying through one of these third parties at this moment? Well, that's, like, that's hard to say because there are so many different facets and so much money that goes into so much different research. But basically, if, as I said, if it is research, that, like say somebody wants to research uh, something that NASA has discovered, 
Okay. And now that is federally funded. And they say, I want the information you guys have discovered with all that money that you're using. Uh, my money. And our money, all of our sure. money. And there, and a third party says, well, pay us and we'll go get that for you. The White House has now updated its laws or rules saying if it's paid for by taxes, you, the public, get it for free. Okay. So that begs the next obvious question. Joe Biden, the best president? <laughs> I'm not doing this with what? you. What are you talking about? I'm not about? doing this with you. you ever seen, seen that a... guy ride a bike? <laughs> not well. I know. <laughs> you like you like you like bringing that up. Just, you like bringing that up. I, it, it tickles me because how could you do that? That's, <laughs> I'm forget the president. You can't put an old man on a bike. Once you're over 50, don't ever get on a bike again. And they had to come to the decision of, okay, we gave him a helmet, but we can't go too far of giving him the no, elbow pads. he'll be and fine. The pads. Come on, it's Joe Biden, dude. <laughs> Ryan, jumping right yes. into our bed. Ryan for, here. Thank you for the assist. Uh-huh. But I want to die. Why won't you let me die? Uh, Somebody kill me. It's, it's that beautiful little muffin. Ryan, when you think of laws that have not kept up with the times, is there a better example than technology? Uh, something, I, I'm so sorry. Can you say that one more no, time? No, that's I started a, thinking about something else. That's all right. Was it the muffin again? It was <laughs> because I saw, it made me think of the turtles kid. And I've seen a kid that is now rivals the turtles kid. Uh -huh. that I'm, and I was thinking, is this worth playing on the show? Well, Ryan, that Should sounds, I bring it up? Let's just leave it all out. That sounds good. We're in our bag. Self-editing. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. I won't, I won't bring it up. Is there, uh, when you think of laws that have not kept up with the evolution of something, regulating something, is there a better example than technology? Well, it would hard to be better than technology because that is such a wild west frontier. It, it truly didn't exist 30 years ago, at least mm -hmm. for the public. So the rules and the laws are right on the forefront as well. It's mm -hmm. like making laws for cars when everybody's in a horse and carriage. You sure, know what I mean? Sure. What about the acquiring and subsequent selling of human body parts? That's how we made the wheel, Tyler. I talked about it earlier. Thank you, internet. Or should I say deep web? Dark web? Well, 40-year-old Jeremy Lee Pauly, uh -huh. that's a three-namer right there, Ryan. You know how we feel about them. Well, they do that on purpose. Of Pennsylvania, which charged over the week for the illegal purchase of human body parts, Ryan. Okay, what was he doing with them? Thank you for asking. Absolutely. His Facebook page, where he advertised his wares, uh -huh. was named the Grand Wunderkammer, which is German, for cabinet of curiosities. A, a cabinet of curios, you say? I love a good cabinet of curios. You're just taking his name and changing it to what you want? That's an actual thing. Oh, I'm is saying. it? Yep. All yep. right. It's a reference, I promise. But it went over my head. Right? I see that. Sean McCormick, the district attorney of Cumberland County, Pennsylvania, was quoted as saying, the question we had to answer was, is the sale of body parts or bones and remains illegal or legal? Some of it, to our surprise, was legal. Wow, how about that? And and as the investigation went on, it became clear that there was illegal activity going on. What? I trusted this guy. The body parts guy? I thought I had a good thigh man. When first contacted by police, Jeremy Lee Pauly claimed that the body parts he had were obtained, uh, the body parts that he had obtained, he had done so legally, and to the police's surprise, they were. Wow. Which it, and how do you legally obtain a body part? You have them. They can either be donated like or you cadavers. you buy them from a sure. supply of some kind. <laughs> I'm gonna need to check out your inventory. <laughs> and he even had a couple of adult skeletons. Mm. 
How about that? Never good when you have a couple of adult skeletons lying Better around. Than kid skeletons. <laughs> Happy you said that. Yeah. But after an anonymous tip of uh, newer remains that he had acquired, they searched his place a second time. Police found three five-gallon buckets containing random body parts, some of them that once belonged to children, as well as federal law enforcement intercept intercepting packages that were on their way to him that contained even more body parts. Uh... Don't do that, I think. Well, I think we could all agree that's not good. But his Facebook page. Ah, he's a businessman. He is a businessman. An man. entrepreneur, if he's, you will. He's making money hand over fist. Now, Ryan, before... <laughs> <laughs> don't you... Don't you skip past I us! Was don't you dare! I thank you for catching I'll me. I'll kill you! I would have been upset. Had I'll I... sell you to Hammond von Auerschmitz. I forgot his you name. You went to the most offensive German-sounding name you could. Could have said Adolf. Now, second worst. Adolf his fingers. <laughs> You're just on fire today. I'll, I'll chill. I'll chill. I'll chill. I'm sorry. I'm Ryan, sorry. I'm going to send you the photo of the man in question. And now you know how we feel about judging on this show. We do it constantly. We do it constantly. Yeah. But we, we, tr- we talk shit about ourselves after we've done it. We try to get away from it. Sure. I am giving you. You're going to show me the body guy? Full permission to judge and tell us what this person looks like. I'll make a judge. Oh, boy. I'll make a judgment on my judgment, Tyler. All right, accepting, opening photos, opening up. Oh, oh, this is Klaufmann Schmagenpeigen. <laughs> so now Ryan has wow. received the right. photo. It's <clears throat> only a headshot of the okay. of the guy. That's all I need. Tyler. In question. Oh yeah, that's all I need. Oh yeah. Okay, so the first thing that jumps out on me is he needs to tweeze his eyebrows a little bit. Am I right, Tyler? That's the first thing that jumps out at you. That's the first thing. I'm just kidding. Half of his face is the snake man, right? Just everybody knows the carnival. I'm sure we don't call them freaks anymore. The person who works at the carnival who's the snake man. Well, the the way that I think about it is, is, you know, Mike Tyson's tattoo. It's almost as if it had gotten infected, taken on a life of its own and and, uh, corrupted half of this man's face. It had sex with the lizard from that Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Exactly. Uh, He's got the metal spikes inserted into his head, the little, I think those screw in and out, as a matter of fact. I've seen those. Mm -hmm. He's got the spacers. He's got the lip rings. One of his eyes seems to be dark, dark green. And, uh, you know, I would say he's probably a guy who's been through some shit. Clearly. Is that that fair? And his right eye, it's he blacked out Ah. all the white Ah. in his right eye. Ah. How do you feel about that, Ryan? I'll, I'll tell you. Wait. Oops. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really the sound I make when I'm grossed out. I believe it. All right, go ahead. In all fairness, uh-huh. you look at this man. I feel bad for that guy. And so do I. But sure. nevertheless, he found his niche because do you not look at that man and go, if I'm going to buy body parts from somebody, it should probably be this guy. I don't know. I'm worried about how he's procuring said body parts. I'm not sure if he would have a fork-like tongue. He seems to me like a guy that I don't want to be doing a lot of business with, if I could be totally honest. No offense to you, sir. Perhaps you're a nice dude. I, I just, we got to make decisions like that in our lives. I'm just saying that if he offers me body parts, my brain is immediately saying to me, this guy definitely has body parts. These are real. These are real. These are not fake body parts. And, and you asked how he got them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were originally intended for the University of Arkansas Medical Sciences, uh-huh. Department of Medical Sciences, and they were stolen by a female mortuary employee. Okay. That sounds illegal. Very illegal. Sure. Yeah, yeah, And Ryan, finally for our interesting... Oh my God. Who the hell cares? Ryan. Yo. Europe. You heard of it? Sure. 
hugging on Asia like a goiter. <laughs> well, just took out all of just an entire continent well, in I'd one say what it looks like. I can't I can't make visual observations anymore. <laughs> well, they're suffering their worst drought in years. Which is bad. You mean drought? Is it drought? I thought it was drought. Lack of water? Lack of water. Drought. Oh, my fault. Well, sure. look at me learning. How about that? Uh, the Danube River mm-hmm. is at one of its lowest levels in a century. Okay. Which has exposed dozens of explosives-laden German warships wow. near the river port town of Prahovo in Serbia. I gotta tell you, that is, and I'm not doing shtick here, very interesting. I can't imagine. Very interesting. Uh, I can't, um, I can imagine that while being very dangerous, there's a lot to be learned there. Absolutely. And this isn't new to them. When water levels dip to a certain amount, they did have to worry about certain parts of the ships jutting up, up and catching the bottom of the ships passing by. But now the ships are just Exposed. Out of the water, ready to be seen. So that was a, a place of extreme casualty. Extreme. Yeah, because it was a port city. It's where sure. all the supplies were flowing in. Wow, man. What a crazy time. How do you think you would have done in World War II, Tyler? Oh, I would have died almost immediately. I would be catatonic, I think, in a foxhole, sure. just shimmying. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Shim- well, in March, I'm, did I get in the way of your shimmying? You look like you're getting ready to shimmy and I shut you down. Do you, I want, was, do you, do you want to shimmy? I was just going to say shimmy Hendrix, but I feel like the, the show would have been worse for it. So just go ahead with what you were saying. <laughs> I don't want to say it anymore. So I appreciate it. Oh, glad we skipped yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's, it would be embarrassing if I did. Just the last piece of information. In March, the Serbian government invited a tender for the salvage and removal of all ammo and explosives and the estimated cost was 29 million euros. For anybody who may not know, inviting a tender means uh, for any company, any businessman out there that can do this sort of job, give us your best offer and we'll pick the best one. That's, uh, and, and what are they going to do with it? I don't know. I, I was just sure. about to say, just off the top of my head, I wonder how specific of a career it is that when somebody calls, hey, we need a disarmament of explosives. You should call that other guy. And bullets. Yeah, let's call the body parts guy. Disarmament. Uh, what kind of, career do you have sure you know but it's uh, like the people who clean up uh you know toxic waste dead bodies but on a much bigger scale sure we can review i would like to see a picture of this i bet you there are some really awesome pictures of this i saw one and it is wildly interesting it's like a ship graveyard that's very very interesting exactly what it is and except one that can literally kill you with explosives that's i love it yeah i love i mean i don't love it but you understand what i'm saying yeah yeah. and that ryan is weekend review gbi not weekend Nailed it! GBI! Great job, Tyler. You, you, you dismounted perfectly. Thank you. Uh, Tyler, very excellent. Uh, great job this week, man. Thank really, you, I enjoyed it. I had fun this week. Thank you. So did I. Please tell people how they can reach out and touch us. Go to thoseguysyouhate.com and uh, click on all the buttons. We have them all right up. We have them all set up right there for you. And uh, subscribe. We need your support, guys. Please. Thank you. What is the moral of the story? You know, the moral of the story, I'm actually going to go back to my shameful admissions. The moral of the story is, is if you're like me and you have trouble taking care of yourself, you know, you find it difficult to find the will to, to clean up after yourself or just put even the most minimal of effort into to do the basic necessities that we need. I remember falling into such a deep depression. I stopped taking care of myself like hygienically. I, I wasn't brushing my teeth every night. I would go days without showers. I fell into a pit. I think more people have experienced some version of that than than the opposite. I think that some uh, people have, 
we, we live so much in our feelings. I think people know where you're coming from in that. Maybe not in the way that you did it, but in some version. Definitely. And I would just say those little things can even be seen as a victory if you're not doing it, changing your bed sheets, taking a shower, brushing your teeth, even if it has to be the most basic of basics, count those as, as victories. Don't be too hard on you. I dig it. Well, Ryan, what's the moral of the story? Uh, my moral of the story is I am going to be quick. I'm going to be concise. I am going to be decisive in hanging up the phone from now on. If I hang up on you, don't be offended. I'm doing you a favor because I don't want this to stretch into tomorrow. This is running too long. Click. <laughs> Where are those guys you hate? Be kinder. We'll kill you. Like that. Red circle. Breaking news. There's a deal. Yeah. So uh, halt the presses or st stop the presses. Bring those doves back. <laughs> Let the dogs in. What happened, Tyler? Is this helpful? I, I'm trying. What? Why are you so tense, Tyler? Let's talk. Let's talk. Is Let's pretend helpful? like there's no cameras. Well, somebody stole my Netflix account. Pre-Netflix account stolen. Which is annoying. Breaking news on the way. Usually people don't push breaking news back. What's the matter, man? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. The tension before the, the, the Netflix situation was palpable. I figured I'd ask you while the microphones were on because that's when you come alive. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I'm just- uh, Want a hug? Uh, Not really. Want to scream? Uh, no, I'm okay. Okay. I'm okay. I just, you know, somebody... you're not even looking at me right now. Currently you're looking away from me. Hey, sorry. I it's just okay. I love you. I'm somebody here for you. Stole my information. It's don't, a... don't love the feeling. Is this something that needs to be taken care of right now? Tyler? Cause I'll totally understand. No, it's okay. We don't have the time. We'll, I'll do it afterwards. Okay. If you Let's need do to this. put this. Okay. You need to turn your, your sign on. Thank you. I'm all it's out okay. of sorts. I love you, buddy. I'm here for you. I won't attack you while you're vulnerable and exposing your weak pink underbelly. Thank you. Sure. Sure. Thank you. It's okay, man. We're going to get through this together. Preach. Uh, so somebody stole your Netflix account. You feel better? Not really. <laughs> no. Okay. I'll try again. Well, somebody, somebody stole your Netflix account. Restarted my Netflix account in Colombia, and I would like to know how they did that. Sure. So if anybody's in Colombia... Reach out to us. What the shit, Columbia? Yeah, what the shit, Columbia name of the show. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, somebody stole your Netflix account, and that is a dick move. Douche it, of the week, that person. It is a I'm dick assuming move. it's a dude. I yeah. don't know why. Yeah, probably. Much like serial killers, I would imagine fraud is primarily perpetrated by men. I that, don't know why I think that. Week in review, yeah. I love it. Total guess. Week in review, because... I think uh, some of you hoes be lying. You know what I mean? Damn. What? That's a weird way to put that. <laughs> I started to approach that chasm and I'm like, fuck it. It just jumped in. Weird way to put that. Uh, yes. Yeah, so they stole your Netflix account as we were on deck waiting to get into the batter's box. And that's just rude. Like, I feel Not like Not a great time on their part. Columbia. Yeah. Very unprofessional. You Not know cool. what I mean? We need our faculties to make it through this, this, you know, this journey that we call life. No doubt. Love How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing. I'm actually doing great. Mm. I'm actually doing great. So, well, good for you, yeah. fuckface. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. How many names are there on the show? Because good for you, fuckface. <laughs> 
I'll just go ahead and get into it. Unless sure. there's anything else that you have to do uh, that you have to say about identity fraud, or maybe we could do a PSA for your ASS. It's just going to frustrate me more. Chop Columbia off the map. What do you want to say? We might have to do that, but for right now, let's just continue. Let's chop Columbia up into tiny little lines mm-hmm. and snort them out of existence, Tyler. Tyler, have you seen this? Pura Vida water. Pura Vida water? No, I have it's not. It's not Pura Vida, Tyler. That sounds like a dog food. It's Pura Vida. Mm-hmm. It, the one with the yellow wrapper, and it's got like, you've seen it. I'm telling you, you've seen it. You're talking about a specific type of water it's bottle. A specific brand of water that has, forgive the pun, saturated the market. I have never seen this before. At least not that I can think of off the top of my head. Okay, this is going to be a weird reference, but... They had it at the pool party that you and I went to at your buddy's house where Nicole ended up throwing up. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And that's why it is etched in my memory because I had a couple of bottles of it in my car to clean up the aforementioned puke. She's an inside puker. You got it. Well, that's not cool. Not. That's not cool. Cool. No. Not cool. You gotta, you gotta shimmy two more inches player. Two more inches. I don't love the thought of having to take care of you while you're throwing up, but I will if I care about you. Thank you. But. If only River Phoenix had a friend like you. Damn, dude. I I guess, I guess in all fairness, it has been a while. Uh, it's, it's definitely it's not dark too soon. cloud yeah. with a silver lining. Sure. Let's all have friends. Don't make your friend heroin. How about that? PSA for your ASS. That's fair. Replete in the pregame. That's a good one. And I would say, uh, <laughs> if you're going to throw up, I will take care of you, but you got to make it easier on me. Don't throw up inside my shit. Uh, fair enough. You got to throw up outside. I will throw up wherever you want, as long as you hold my pubes back. So I had a couple of Pura Vida waters in my car. And also because you go through something deeply traumatic like that. Sure. Everything is etched in your mind. It's like when you were held in that POW camp and now you're just trying to make that stew that they fed you for two years. Mm-hmm. I almost ran out of breath. <laughs> it sounded like it. <laughs> I, I had to get there. But all of a sudden now, it sucks that you haven't seen it. I feel like if I showed it to you, you'd know exactly what I'm talking about. Would you like me to Google it really quick? Would you please? Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. This is, uh, uh, you know, a visual payoff that that doesn't exist. And now I've seen it everywhere, okay? You've never seen this? No. Wow. No, I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. This has really crashed and burned. No, I know. I know. This was like my segment last year, right? Uh, last week where I thought you were going to answer in a specific way and it just did not go the way that I thought. Isn't that the way that it goes? Yeah. It's yeah. like that, 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 that soccer team. They wanted to go play a soccer game, yet they ended up eating each other. Just, <laughs> you never know where you're going to end up, you know? But we must stay alive! I guess technically you're right. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. First River Phoenix and now father-son duo eating each other. I mean, what is... Oh, I, I should ask that on you. The internet. I should ask you, sure. are you okay? Sure. You know what? <laughs> it's a dark I'm, place. I'm coming in with a hot energy you know what i mean all right and i'm I'm coming in with a dark energy so yeah why let's let's go back to that you said dark energy you've opened up the door what's going on pal you're right you you wake up i I would say on the wrong side of the bed but you're pushed in the corner which is weird it's fucking up your feng shui my what your feng shui uh, feng Feng shui shui. oh sorry (laughs) feng shui sounds like a (laughs) martial arts style so sorry that i don't speak (laughs) mandarin tyler i'm gonna work on that i don't really know what it is i was feeling really good and i think there's I, i you know that that sex cult that I'm a part of that isn't actually a sex cult. We don't have sex, unfortunately. Sure. It's, sure. Just, it's just a cult a, where everybody thinks about sex individually. A bunch of kooks that get together and pretend like they're actually doing something. Getting better. <laughs> and I went there yesterday, not in, not to- Oh, did you go there last night? 
That's where I was. I, I not to participate in the class. Well, I did technically, but to welcome the new people. Okay. You know, and just. He said new, not nude people. Yeah, there was that one dude. Sure. <laughs> Damn it, Eric. <laughs> and I don't know. I guess that's put me in a sensitive place because being in a position of. Uh, Dominance. Teaching. Right. Is very difficult. It's very, very vulnerable. Sure. So, and I think that kind of opened the door for me yesterday and I got to go and do it again even longer today. And uh, yeah, it's, it can be tough. It's that idea of speaking to, you know what? I feel this on this show all the time, speaking from a place of knowledge and on the show, like an imaginary person being like, the fuck do you know? Yeah. (laughs) And then I go, not much, really. For I mean, sure. I'm just kind of wandering along, hoping that something sticks. Have you been talking to that second voice in my sure, head? Sure, <laughs> sure. You guys would love each other. <laughs> you say you would have so much to oh talk about. Oh, my God. You guys have so much in common. I'm going to set you up on a blind date with other me. So I do understand what you're talking about. I can imagine that being uh, vulnerable. I feel that way sometimes at work, where I'm just so bad at delegating work. Definitely. And when I do it, I feel like a dick. Yeah. Even though I'm really good. Good for you, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Good for you. Thank you. See, I felt vulnerable just saying that, and you you stuck it to me. Good for you. (laughs) You ready? I am. 